Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Once upon a time, there was a girl who dreamed of flying through the stars, who dared to resist injustice, who lived to a beat and a rhythm that was all her own. Her name was Chloe Frida, Oprah, Celia Cruz, Josephine, Greta, Ruth, Alice. One day, she wondered, could today be the beginning of something new? This was her one opportunity to do something, something big. So that's exactly what she did. Along the way, she discovered that she wasn't alone. Her body felt strong, her mind sharp. She was prepared to work as hard as it took. Her words were making a real change, and she felt powerful. I'm Gail King. I'm Andrea Day. I'm Diane Gibbons. I'm Lindsay Vaughn. I'm Jamila Jamal. I'm Anita Hill. I'm Brenda Chapman. I'm Alana Glazer. And this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio. Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your host with the most and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This historically creepy tale, Story Club members, might make you think about the monstrous side of human nature. It's one I call Hide and Seek. The year was 1888. After his father's untimely death, Hank Jekyll went to live with his aunt Margaret. She lived in the outskirts of London. His father, the famous Dr. Henry Jekyll, had experimented with chemicals that transformed him into Edward Hyde, a truly evil man. After Hank's father, as Hyde, hurt and even killed a few people, the police had tracked him down. His father drank poison to stop Mr. Hyde from hurting anyone else for good. But in killing his evil alter ego Edward Hyde, Dr. Henry Jekyll had also killed himself. So, his son Hank, now an 11-year-old orphan, was taken in by his father's cousin, Margaret Green. She had no kids of her own, so she welcomed the young Hank into her life. Hank had previously gone to an upstanding academy in the city, the best that money could buy. However, the Greens were not as wealthy as Dr. Henry Jekyll had been, so Hank had to go to a public school. And every day, Hank was terrorized by this huge boy named Tommy the Terrible. His real name was Thomas Turnbull, but that's what everyone called Tommy, because he was so mean. He was the strongest boy in school and bullied everyone. Hank had complained about Tommy's mistreatment of him to the school administration, but nobody would do anything about it. The Turnbull family had a lot of political influence in the area, including at the school, so the headmaster could not expel Tommy the Terrible. Every day, it seemed, Tommy the Terrible would shove or trip Hank. One day, he almost made Hank fall down a flight of stairs that would have injured or killed him. And that was the final straw for young Henry Jekyll Jr. When he returned home on that fateful October day, he went through his father's things. He loved his father, and he couldn't understand how he could have kept his experiments about Mr. Hyde a secret. Edward Hyde had been such a different person from his father that Hank had believed that his father had taken on a lab assistant. A ruthless lab assistant with cruel yellow eyes and stringy black hair, but yeah, a different person altogether than his father. Mr. Hyde kind of reminded Hank of Tommy the Terrible, come to think of it. 
As Hank was leafing through his father's lab equipment, the stuff that hadn't been smashed by police investigators when they raided their house and finished the Jekyll and Hyde legacy, he discovered a vial at the bottom of a suitcase. It contained some pale green liquid. It was marked Formula 138. Hmm, Hank wondered, what does this do? Putting the formula aside, he leafed through his father's notebooks. So many pages filled up with his father's precise writing that resembled inky spiders. Then he found it. Formula number 138. It was the Hyde formula, one of the vials that hadn't been destroyed. Somehow it must have been overlooked. That night, Hank had an idea. What if he took some of the formula? It could make him bigger and stronger. He could take on Tommy the Terrible at school and really give him a scare. Then Tommy would never bother him or anyone else ever again. Hank smiled at the idea as he fell asleep. The next morning, as Hank Jekyll prepared for another day at school, he peered at the vial on his desk. No, it would be crazy to do something like that. Look what happened to his father. Besides, this formula might not even work. It'd been nearly two years ago since it was created, its vitality might have expired. Or maybe it was an early version of the formula. It might not even work. It also might make him sick. Yeah, stupid idea. Dumb. Five minutes later, Hank took a sip of the formula. Curiosity had gotten the better of him. It tasted terrible. Sourer than lemons, more bitter than cranberries. He then left for school. Hank went all day to his classes. Nothing had happened, no change. Which was a shame because Tommy the Terrible was being his usual horrible self. This time, he was picking on another boy that Hank liked, Malcolm McDonald, after school. Tommy had chased Malcolm into an alley next to the school. Poor Malcolm was scared. Hank could not watch that happen, so he jumped on Tommy's back. Yeah, it was a bit of a suicidal move on Hank's part, but he'd had enough of the bully's cruelty. Tommy easily spun around and threw Hank into some boxes of garbage. That's where you belong, mate. The rubbish. Then, Tommy went to work on Malcolm. Hank pulled himself out of the trash. He thought about calling a police officer. Then, he noticed his hands. Dark hair had sprouted on the backs of them. He peered down into a piece of broken mirror. His eyes were yellow, his face haggard, and his hair dark and stringy. It was young Edward Hyde, Eddie Hyde, staring back at him. It wasn't Hank Jekyll anymore. He felt angry, and he felt powerful. More angry and powerful than he'd ever felt before. The junior Mr. Hyde rose from the garbage. He picked up a steel bar that was in the trash. He could actually twist and bend it. He screamed at Tommy the Terrible to turn around. Eddie Hyde demonstrated his new feat of skill to Tommy. The boy looked impressed, but then he attacked. However, Tommy was no match for the young monster, and Hyde was upon him in an instant. Through his crooked yellow teeth and rotten breath, he hissed. You leave everyone at school alone, or I will come for you, Thomas Turnbull. I will be in every corner, every dark hallway, every doorway, every shadowy place, watching you, waiting for you. Tommy screamed, and he agreed never to hurt anyone again. Eddie Hyde let him go. He went to Malcolm McDonald, who was sitting against the alley wall, crying. However, when the boy saw the yellow-eyed monster coming at him, he screamed. It's the Ripper. It's Jack the Ripper. Everyone's talking about. Help! A police officer happened to be walking around the corner at that moment. He spotted Eddie Hyde looming over Malcolm McDonald. It didn't look good. The policeman blew his silver whistle. Oh no, Eddie Hyde thought. Now I'm the monster that my father was. And so he did the only thing that a monster could do in that situation. Flee. 
Eddie Hyde sprinted through the cobblestone streets of town. Women pushing baby strollers screamed. Children ran away shrieking. Horses pulling wagons reared and bolted. The entire town erupted in terror. Soon, a squad of police officers and even some townsfolk with brooms, pitchforks, and rakes were after Eddie Hyde. They kept calling him the Ripper. Beginning in August, there was a series of gruesome murders attributed to a man dubbed Jack the Ripper. Now they believed Eddie was Jack. This was bad. Eddie Hyde hid in the only place monsters can hide, the sewer. He hid under an iron grating and watched as the town people and police officers passed over him. They were gonna lock down the neighborhood. They were not gonna let him escape. Now what would Eddie Hyde, AKA Hank Jekyll do? He had a monster of a problem on his hairy hands. Okay, beloved listeners, if you have a super secret monster transformation formula, please don't drink it. Turning into a monster to battle a monster is the worst way to tackle your monstrous problem. It only makes more monsters. And we don't need more monsters in the world. There are plenty already, am I right? But you know what we do need more of in this world? Story Club superfans. So tell all your friends to start listening and be sure to pick up a Story Club t-shirt, hoodie, or cap at gokidgo.com. It's October already, people. You need to be ready to sport your Story Club pride for Halloween. This is our month to shine. And of course, I'll see you back here tomorrow for another eerie episode after you pick up your scary swag at gokidgo.com. Because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little fright every day. Ivy out. Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.